0: Oh,
1: wow. said, we'll Europe is us with Dino Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. My name is Dino. I'm a Slovenian journalist working with Euronet Plus, a radio network working all around Europe. That's why this podcast is bringing you guests from all over Europe. Today, I won't be traveling too far from my hometown Ljubljana in Slovenia. I'll take a look at what neighbors are doing in Croatia. I'm going to talk to Boris Abramovic, a journalist at Index.hr, an online newspaper in Croatia. Boris, tell us more about yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm uh, Boris Abramovic, a Croatian journalist currently Working for Index, her Croatian largest news portal.
1: Yeah, so I'll have the privilege of talking to a journalist for the whole episode today here. We usually do a special section called The Watchdog's Perspective, in which we present voices of journalists from all over Europe. But my next question to my Croatian colleague is Did you study journalism as well? In our last episode, we talked about youth and careers, because sometimes our career paths differ from what we study. I study English and Italian, but I do, I'm a journalist for a living. So I have, I've been studying journalism, but I'm doing it. So our main topic today, Boris, is science in crisis. One of the biggest crises was the pandemic. What was that period for you as a journalist like? Uh, the, the, it was terrible <laughs> for me
0: because uh, there was nothing, uh, nobody knew anything. It was new and seemed very dangerous, which it was at the time. But uh, the problem was that I think the media at the time it took um, I didn't work for index at that time in the beginning. Uh, but I think at the beginning, the media took a wrong uh, a wrong route, a wrong approach to it because I think the media should always have a level-headed approach and and always slightly critical and uh, and aware approach to everything. And I think the media all jumped on the on the panic and uh, and on everything, making everyone scared.
1: And I, I think it was the wrong move, and now it's, uh, it's not going well. <laughs> and science has to be communicated correctly. Do you think that bad communication was one of the reasons why there was a lack of trust among people in Croatia when it comes to the pandemic, among youth as well? Uh, in, in part, yes. Uh, I think first it started uh,
0: with uh, the bad communication from the politicians. Because the the politicians and the the ones that were responsible for managing uh, the pandemic, uh, they instead also of taking a level headed approach and of saying, look, this is dangerous, we're going to do this, 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 and this, but uh, instead they decided that the best way to make people obedient is to scare them. And they've managed to do that. So, and they're right now. Our uh, ministers and, uh, and they said, oh, everybody is going to die if you go out, it's bioterrorism. And uh, then the media just transmitted that and most of the media with a few uh, honorable mentions, uh, but most of the media just jumped on that and, and just kept acting as a megaphone to that instead of saying, like, look, maybe this is not the right
1: communication, it's not good PR. Could you say there was a difference between different generations and belief in conspiracy theories in Croatia? Uh, Well, I I couldn't differentiate. I think in
0: in all generations of of population, uh, there's always going to be a small group who believe in conspiracy theories, who think that Bill Gates is out to get them and install a chip or something like that. Uh, maybe the older ones a little bit more because uh, in general uh, uh, they're averagely, averagely less edu- educated and low education always correlates positively with uh, with conspiracy theories. But in general, I've met many older people who believe in conspiracy theories and many younger people who believe in them.
1: So it would be hard to hard to say who is more into it. From Croatia to Portugal. We talked to Thiago Correira, an international health professor at IHMT Nova and editor-in-chief of the International Academic Magazine Journal of Health Planning and Management. In public sphere there was obviously a general idea of low acceptance of the vaccines by the youth, the COVID-19 vaccines in concrete. However, that is not what the numbers reveal to us. If we look at the young population, ages between 12 to 17, 98% of them got the primary vaccine against COVID-19 and, therefore, it means that it is a very interesting number, especially considering it's a new vaccine. Because, as an example for the HPV vaccination, the acceptance rate of that That vaccine, also relatively recent, is lower, around 70%, slightly above 60%, and so 98% for COVID-19 is good, because it levels with the older vaccines already well established in the national vaccination plan. And Portugal is a world example at that level, and so the youth has accepted it. We need to engage the several actors, families, schools, involve the health authorities. And if we want to focus on the young people, the way to communicate can't be the same that we would use for the older demographics. The media must be others, like influencers. These are the people that are the army in favor of information and positive examples. And also the health authorities need to look more into this digital world and the people who influence the younger people, because they are indeed fundamental allies.
0: Focalizarmos nos jovens não é a comunicação que nós utilizaríamos para os mais velhos que se vai servir para os jovens. E, portanto, os canais de comunicação têm de ser outros, os veículos da informação têm de ser outros, portanto, as pessoas, os, os, os influencers, uh, e, portanto, uh, são essas as pessoas que são, uh, para mim uma expressão, uh, a força armada uh, a favor da informação e, e dos bons exemplos e as autoridades de saúde têm cada vez mais a olhar também para este mundo digital e das pessoas que uh, são influenciadores dos jovens porque são de facto aqui um, aliados fundamentais.
1: We just heard Mr. Correia from Portugal. Let's travel back to Croatia and Boris. Why do you think they were so successful in Portugal?
0: I think they took a similar approach to most of the countries in Europe with uh, in the beginning with I, I don't know the exact details of communication but I think in general in, in more developed countries in the West where uh, there was all, almost always a high rate of vaccination because but I think it it comes down to the type of country because there are in general two types of countries there are Western countries more developed ones and then northern in the Scandinavia where people trust their government and there are other there's the other type of countries such as the Balkans well people inherently don't trust their government.
1: Why not travel a bit more from Croatia to Bulgaria? We talked to MD Plamen Panayotov, who received an award for administering the largest number of vaccines against COVID-19 of all family doctors in the country. In mm-hmm. Regarding vaccines, this is simply an emanation of an old problem that exists in Bulgaria. Burgas is a tourist city. In classical Europe, the patient does not question the doctor's advice. Only in Bulgaria is the patient convinced of something and begins to give advice to the doctor. He knows what he needs or wants, and there is always a doubt about the accuracy of the doctor's consultation. It's an old tradition, we don't know why, but the emanation of this problem is in vaccination. We have no trust. In Bulgaria, we don't trust anything. We do not trust the institutions, we do not trust the court or the local government or the parliament. We don't trust the doctor. We are generally a slightly different breed of people. This distrust also manifests itself in relation to medicine, in particular, vaccines. From Bulgaria back to Croatia and Boris, people don't believe their government, people don't believe science. That's the equation there. Do you think that the Balkans could relate to that?
0: So I think it's the, the vaccination rate is down to that, because if people trust their government, when the government tells them uh, get vaccinated, they're going to do it. And, and those uh, countries where there's mistrust, they'll say, oh, no, I'm not doing it, because there must be something, something bad behind it. So I think it comes down to that.
1: Let's get to know you personally, Boris. You probably didn't expect these questions. They are a bit more personal. What's your favorite memory?
0: Uh, oh no! Now you caught me. Uh, unprepared. <laughs> I didn't expect this on the interview for for science journalism. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Maybe any any good trip I've been on. If I went when, when I traveled somewhere and I always found out, find out something new. And uh, mostly not to tourist places because they usually look the same, but to, 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 well, whenever I travel to some, some villages and then meet people and speak with people there, I have a great time. So not something specific, but that's what I enjoy the most.
1: What's your worst fear?
0: I, I don't focus on my fears much. <laughs> I, I don't think it's healthy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think one should focus on their fears. <laughs> And what's your biggest wish? Uh, well, that this situation with, uh, with media and with social media and everything currently, that, that it all calms down and uh, I think we'll live in a much better and calmer and, and more productive
1: society that way. Thank you very much, Boris, and thank you all for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say, because Europe is us. <ALISSAmansede>